Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I um, because I like the topic to be the disintegration of a Christian college or something. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of funny. I didn't expect that. There might be resurrection. There might be resurrection again, but I don't know. I have hope, but but uh, but in any case, it's it's. I don't think it's a a, a futile futile thing, but based on based on what the based on what the trustees and others are doing to the administration and the faculty and the students. It's, I think it all it all is lousy. So. Okay, yeah, that would be wonderful if you could email me that afterwards. I just have seven questions for you, um, and if you if you want to share whatever you can with me, that'd be great. But if you have things you you'd rather not say, that's okay too. No, no, I'm re I'm very open about it because I think I think there's important concepts involved about what the function of a Christian college should be. Mm. And, and what Kings purported to be when I was going there, because I think the current the current students think there's something weird about the pledge. When in reality, it was asking students that went there to to be mature and act appropriately, as if people were watching them as Christians that they're supposed to behave like that. Mm. And and they they totally missed the point regarding what the purpose of the pledge is. Like, for example, when I went to the King's College, I thought the uh, ban on traditional playing cards was stupid. But when I read up on it, I realized that there are some denominations that were very upset with gambling and the use of those cards, that there were some kind of uh, devilish uh, things regarding the different characters and such like that. And instead of objecting to their sensitivity on that issue, I felt, well, fine, I just won't use traditional playing cards. And so people on campus use rook decks, which are just the numbers. But, okay. Uh, yeah, tell me about your time at, at TKC. When did you start? When did you end? How'd you first hear about it? Well, uh, well, I, uh, I basically grew up in Swarthmore, uh, as Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, as the son of Swarthmore College alumni and Swarthmore College sees itself as being above the Ivies in in elitist snobbery, as well as academic standards and such like that. And and I always found that very annoying and such like that. So it's the kind of thing where I became a Christian after I saw a Billy Graham movie in 1973, Time to Run, at a theater. And so basically, uh, it. Time to Run is available on Amazon video if people want to watch it because it's a good movie. The message by Billy Graham at the end is quite good. And uh, and basically, a lot of the people that I knew that went to the King's College for the same reasons I did uh, had, had similar responses to why they became a Christian, why they chose a Christian college. And mm -hmm. so so basically, because I chose to go to the King's College, knowing about the pledge and and being asked to behave certain ways while you're on campus and during the during the school year, because they even gave justification regarding looking out for the weaker brothers, so to speak, who might be alcoholics or or even former gamblers to avoid certain activities that would cause them to stumble. It's a situation where I never saw it as being that big a deal, even though it didn't make any sense to when I became a Christian at a Christian movie theater. At a, on a Christian movie, at a, at a movie theater, the fact that the King's College, uh, I was part of audiovisual, we showed 
we showed movies on campus and yet they couldn't go to movie theaters because that was part of the pledge. So that seems kind of silly, but I obeyed it anyway because I agreed with it. I knew what the rules were before I went. And so it's like it was no big deal. But but the thing, the shock I had was when I went there is it's like there were so many students that were going to King's College because their parents wanted the King's College to Christianize them. And mm -hmm. uh, and basically the purpose of them being there was to send them to a place where they could rebel against the rules and then act like non-Christians or whatever else by trying to weasel and be hip hypocrites, claiming they believe something but did not doing it. And then get, uh, guys getting women pregnant and and uh, dealing drugs on campus and uh, being drunk off campus, et cetera, like that. And and then the double standard that the King's College had is 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 they would expel people who were not part of the cliques on campus, and and they would retain students who were star athletes or other other uh, connected people with with a pat on the with a pat on the uh, with a cane on the hand, so to speak, and said, no, no, don't do that again. Whereas they just went around and did it again anyway until eventually they got fed up and kicked them out. Or the King's College kind of, if somebody was kicked out of Tennessee Temple or Bob Jones University or even Bethel College for breaking their pledges, basically the King's College would accept them and say, yes, it's okay if things we want you to obey our rules. But basically they just played games at the King's College too, when in reality, all these students should have just gone to a secular school and then sink or swim. And most of them would have sunk because they could not handle living in the world. They just rather play to live in the Christian world and then break the rules. So Interesting. Well, I, I always thought that was very stupid and such like that. But the pledge was to ask students who were claiming to be Christians to act that way. And first John chapter two, one through four, if you say, you love Christ, but don't do as he says. You show yourself to be a liar. And so I always understood it from when I signed the pledge in the first place to go there. Uh, basically, that was the choice I made. And to me, even cutting chapel classes was, I thought, was stupid too, because chapels were required. But there was a purpose for them because all of us were getting a minor in Bible anyway. And so getting a sermon every day or whatever else was singing and such like that, was, <laughs> I always thought was great. Uh, I got so. you. Okay. Well, one of the things that's, that's kind of playing a big part in the most recent question about whether Kings will stay open is its political affiliation. Can you tell me about like the current political mood on campus during your time there? Well, when I was there, it was conservative evangelical uh, independent fundamentalist and basically there were the the republican national the republican platform was always closest to the standard christian thing because that was the standard of of the uh of most evangelical conservative churches the the, the, the republican platform has not changed over decades it, it really has never advocated for abortion rights or, or the, the, the ability to kill other people because they're in your body and not babies yet. 
and such like that. Or they always advocated Christian marriage and such like that. And so basically it was naturally conservative in line with standard Christian doctrinal beliefs. And basically the Democratic Party- mean conservative politically and also theologically or just theologically? Well, well, the thing is, the point is that the, if you read the Republican platforms back in the in the 70s and 60s, it really hasn't changed since the 60s or whatever else what it stands for. And it's it's in line with solid Christian Judeo-Christian ethics and solid Christian doctrine and families and such like that. Uh, and, and so there was a natural affinity to a more conservative Christian things. And there were a whole group of people on campus that were very skeptical of politics. And, and, and yet I grew up in a liberal Quaker family. And so I was a cynic because I saw the hypocrisy of liberal Quakers and such like that. And so I was a conservative Republican who was banished from my, from my family because of my political beliefs, but, but I felt very comfortable with the King's College. So it's a situation where basically uh, the King's College and any Christian college essentially that, that, that holds to solid Christian doctrine, that if they go to the Republican, the Republican platform, there's a lot of different aspects of that thing that is put together by Christians, conservative Jews, Orthodox Jews, etc., who basically agree on the standards of, of God's law being the foundation for the U.S. Constitution and other things, whether it's deist in origin or whatever else didn't really matter. And, gotcha. against, okay. and against communism, against leftist thought, against uh, uh, against uh, group think against other things. Where does Trump fit into that? Do you think the current political well, mood well, you, t- when you were at TKC? You're looking, you're looking at the thing too simplistically. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact that in some respects, the, the reason Trump is popular is because he was once a Democrat, a very a playboy and such like that. And basically got fed up and essentially left uh, the Democratic Party, left him behind, and essentially he saw problems, and so he decided to stand up and decide, well, I'll run for office and see what I can do different. But he- Gotcha. One of the reasons that Kings might be in this- Let me finish my point. That's right, now? I know, let me finish my point. You asked the question, it's complicated. Okay, okay. the, The point I'm trying to make is that basically there are a whole lot of former leftists, whether it be Ronald Reagan or or Brent Hume or others, who as they grew older and wiser, realized that in some respects, the Democratic Party and what it stands for essentially is anathema to Christian, the Christian faith. They, they advocate the persecution of Christians and Jews. They are the true anti-Semitic people. They are the true racists because they sponsored the KKK as well as as well as other communist groups and such during World War II and such. And so there's a history of of conservative evangelical Christianity taking one side and supporting, by and large, Republicans. And when Donald Trump came on the field, we all felt it was important for him to be in the primaries in 2016. I initially supported Ben Carson. And then when Ben Carson dropped out and decided to endorse Trump, I decided to pay more attention. 
but I was I voted for Ted Cruz. And so when Ted Cruz did the same, then it's like as a Republican, I decided to to support the support the, the leader, particularly when the alternative was Hillary Clinton, who was for abortion rights all the way up to before birth and even infanticide after birth because she wholeheartedly supported the Chinese one child policy that would essentially force the abortion of primarily girls or even their abandonment and, and infanticide at, right after birth because the, uh, the parents wanted boys only. And so China now has a severe excess of men in their country. And, and uh, they have problems as does Japan, as does India, because all those, all those countries essentially supported abortion rights, but the males were viewed as more important to the family because they were the breadwinners and such like that. And so basically the supporting of abortion slaughtered things. And so in some respects, the, the, the issue regarding the issue of abortion rights and such like that, as I said, I grew up liberal Quaker in the liberal Quaker family that was historically pacifist and such like that. And a very telling thing about the liberal Quakers is that around 1978, and this was when I was at the King's College, there was a split among even the liberal Quakers where the pro-abortion Quakers essentially kicked out the conservatives that felt that it was wrong to kill innocent babies in the womb. And because that went against their pacifist position that innocent human life was to be protected. And, but the abortion activists essentially drove the conservatives out and essentially the, the denomination became universalist, Unitarian, pagan in its support for abortion rights. And overall, the Republican Party has been much more supportive for the pro-life and protection of babies. And so when the issue became Trump versus Hillary Clinton, yeah, it was obvious that people supported Trump. But there were a lot of Republicans in name only who were supportive of abortion rights and they were they didn't want to be condemned for their own abortions or the abortions of family members out of convenience. And so basically that's when the Trump derangement syndrome started because he 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 promised that he would get try and get Roe versus Wade overturned by supporting conservative justices to go on the Supreme Court. He followed through with that and Roe versus Wade was overturned to essentially turn it back to the states. And so that was offensive to a lot of evangelicals because I even saw that in 2002 when I ran as a Republican in the primary against the pro-abortion Republican congressman in New Hampshire and essentially was the pro-life alternative to him and it was very, very clear there were a whole group of Republicans who were pro-abortion, who, who wanted me out and wanted me to stop stop standing up for whatever else. So, so it's a situation where that's where the rhino comes in. But how it affected the King's College is because when the new King's College was essentially adopted by Campus Crusade, which was originally, which was originally a, a very conservative, solidly solid doctrinal positions that essentially at when Bill Bright died or before shortly before a whole lot of their leadership went and joined 
either the more liberal sojourners group of, of subjective ethics, uh, liberal quote unquote Christians who, who essentially became wishy-washy on doctrinal issues, or they became Eastern Orthodox. And so essentially Campus Crusade dropped its doctrinal standards to essentially be open to a lot more because it was trying to get uh, a, a more of a response to to the various groups that wanted to reach out to, particularly the more upper class elite that it felt like it was responsible to do an outreach to. And so that's what happened when Campus Crusade essentially bought the name and took over the leadership of the King's College. And I originally supported it because I was trained by Campus Crusade in the 70s and was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because I appreciated their uh, their uh, or spiritual laws or whatever whatever the 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 thing the the pitch they used at the time and even used it in my own witnessing now and then. But it's a situation where I was very depressed as to see see the the move into heterodoxy, the campus crusade and its leadership moved in, embracing evangelical feminism, embracing uh, extramarital extramarital uh, sexual contact, either before marriage or outside of marriage with divorce and remarriage being acceptable while the ex is still alive. And so basically, essentially giving up moral standards so that their leadership could be divorced people Etc. Or their their leadership could be feminists and pushing certain agendas that were contrary to scripture. And so, basically, I I and many others of, as alumni saw it. But we saw it before. And this is one thing was missing in the previous article. The last article that showed up in the Empire State Tribune is that when Radant came in, essentially he tried to the the leadership the trustees. Got, got a campus on Rockland County, donated to them, which was the head, uh, which was the former headquarters research facility of, uh, of a lead uh, heavy metal company where the grounds were essentially contaminated with heavy metals, lead, et cetera. And so they were broadcasting how this wonderful new campus that Kings had, that it had been donated to them essentially. And me as a chemist, I understood that it was, it was, absurd because they uh, the king's college would be stuck with cleaning up all the lead contamination on campus and they want even wanted to have the the new uh, gym facility gymnasium be in an old pilot plant thing underneath their uh thing where they where they did metal smelting and such like that which made no sense to me so basically there, there's a whole bunch of problems with the leadership of the trustees pushing the King's College in certain elitist directions and and essentially that fell apart. And then essentially the King's College went into receivership because they were stuck with property that was uh, that, that was given to them as a tax write off by the people doing it. And they were stuck with the debt of things. So they just had to essentially give it away. And that made their financial situation even more tenable. So then basically it went into hiatus and then Campus Crusade bought it. And so that's the history. But unfortunately, uh, the, the article before, and there's been no correction as far as I know, 
but they blame that lead facility on the old Briarcliff campus, which is absurd because there was nothing wrong with the old Briarcliff campus. The problem there was that it was getting older and Gee, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I don't have that much time today, and I I really like it to to ask a few oh, more questions. Uh, um, uh, do you okay, mind if that's I? Fine, that's fine. I thought you had an I thought you had an hour. Okay, that's fine. I I only have I only have half an hour right now. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, I'm, I'm that's fine. Fucked out today. Uh, yeah. So you already answered how different, in your view, uh, the New York City version of TKC is from from yours. Do you want to? on that just real quick well well it claims to be not different because it still wants alumni support but in reality in reality it's it doesn't have a general overall thrust for uh, encouraging people to be normal christians it's more it's like pushing towards an elite kind of mentality and even your ppe curriculum which is politics and politics economics etc essentially does not prepare students for real jobs when they graduate unless they have connections or you know or connections or or or, or they want to kind of fit into uh press or media organizations it's it's kind of sad because it, it they fall into the mindset of instead of preparing christians to be in the world but not of it to be effective serving the lord in secular positions they're just preparing students to be like spies and undercover christians and the thing that they can kind of eventually take over which isn't which is not really you know god's going to win in the end because he comes in judgment it's not going to be because uh, because of some sort of kingdom kingdom philosophy uh you know cleaning things up from the outside in and unfortunately, that's part of a problem, whether it be the Pat Robertson kingdom movement in the back in the 80s to, to later versions of it, even the elitist kind of push that, that New King's College had. It's just leading to more kind of uh, directions that essentially. And yes, there are a lot of Christians, that, and I would include you and others, that probably went to the current King's College for the right reasons. But... Frankly, I think that if someone is determined to be a Christian, they're better going to Covenant College or even Wheaton College, because at least the, the Christian colleges hold high the standards of the inerrancy of Scripture and the infallibility of Scripture and what it teaches and solid Christian doctrines as kind of encompassed in either the 39 Articles or the Westminster Confession of Faith. Uh, Basically, that that is the core of the gospel in, in solid Christian doctrine that the old King's College, Youth for Christ and everything else, kind of uphold it for all its decades of trying to serve uh, serve Christ in the world and, and yet not of it. So, yes, that's that's a concern to many of us. I got you. How did you react when you heard about King's death spiral? this year what your reaction well i wasn't surprised because i've been exposed to multiple christian organizations that lied to uh, lied to uh to potential sponsors and such like that and we're we're pushing pushing uh, pu pushing dream dreams that they had 
essentially asking asking a lot of the supporters because they had all these plans and yet not informing them that they were they were sponsored by either uh, either by uh, people like the DeVosses who, who were millionaires or others essentially that were giving ten million dollars per year to the college uh, and not not just not multiple Christian denominate uh, congregation, so to speak, but but being supported by big or organizations or even this Primacorp thing that comes in and decides to go to get the King's College on on the uh, on the online education scam. And unfortunately, with Christian colleges desperate for more students, they decide to go at the marketing route instead, but that's not going to get them more students things it's in some respects they got to have integrity to essentially either dissolve or merge with another christian college and and then consolidate the interest with other christian colleges like houghton gordon or others that have more foundational backing of congregations that exist and are still solid doctrinally because uh, unfortunately uh, some christian colleges end up going the thing because historically yale and Harvard were both Christian colleges at the beginning. Even Oberlin was started by Charles Finney, but all those schools ended up being pagan at the end. And that's the fear that all of us have is that eventually our alma mater will become that. And so in some respects, it's better to put it out of its misery and, and we have the memories of what we stood for instead of it being watered down and turned into some sort of a variation of the King's College in England or another King's College that was in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania that used to be Roman Catholic but essentially became secular and so it's like it becomes just one other one other thing in the background without gotcha. any Christian standards at all because the King's College in, in in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania used to be Roman Catholic affiliated then the liberals took that over essentially dropped that even the King's College in England that did exist uh, essentially used to be uh, Anglican supporting the 39 articles and essentially withered out and died so to speak the same thing and and that's the fear that a lot of alumni had had that that's where it's going and so basically when the current king says we'll have matching things we need a hundred thousand dollars someone's going to match us so to speak, and that, and yet they're not open about all the financial difficulties and unwilling to take the step of essentially not giving up power, but merging with a Christian college who, who will take over responsibility for it and bring back the standards that the historic King's College had, basically. And one thing you need to know about the old King's College that we went to, one of my one of my uh, professors was a uh, uh, got his THD PhD from Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, which is still solidly conservative. And sure. we had many other very great Christian leaders, Reverend Russell Fry and others, who who knew the Christian doctrine and taught it to all of us. And so it's a situation where when it becomes wishy-washy and other stuff, the way the standards that, that things either either instead of treating Christians as individuals 
essentially it becomes apologizing to black Christians for historic things of relatives that didn't exist or, or something like that, or or relatives that some may have had, particularly in the South, who might have been slave owners, and then apologizing to current black people because of its systemic racism. That's contrary to scripture. God created people in his image as individuals. And and unfortunately, when a, a Christian college jumps on those bandwagons, and I would put Bethel College in the same category because Bethel is one of the most woke Christian universities in the US, and they're very, very proud of it. And it's incredibly sad because I happen to be alumni of Bethel Seminary. So. Interesting. Yeah, I, I got to get going soon. Thank you. You you answered all my questions. Uh, this was this was great. I know you you may have had questions for me. Is there anything you want to ask me before I? No, off? no. This is just trying to fix uh, fix misunderstandings or or so that so that basically an article will come out and 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 mention the errors and correct them. So so at least there's some uh, at least there's some integrity regarding the nature of what you folks publish, because it's quite clear that a lot of us were upset because because of the fact that it wasn't proofread properly. They never asked alumni or former staff or whatever who are still alive, who would have known better and told told the truth about the nature of what the King's College, particularly those of us who are very upset of of the current people making fun of the pledge, showing that they don't understand the fact that Christians got to behave like that, even even the current students at the King's College. That, for gotcha. example, okay. cur current. I need to I need to let you know, Gene. Um, if you want to, I I don't have the editorial power to amend the article. So if, if you do, there's a place on our website where I think you can submit a correction. Well, I did. Well, I, well, okay, I, did. Okay. Well, I did put a comment under the last article. But the thing, but also, the thing is, the thing is, you as a student need to understand that if if the the publication decides not to correct the errors, they're gonna they're gonna have they're not showing integrity. And they're not willing to admit that they basically have have a prejudice against the old standards, particularly regarding say that we had to sign the pledge again every every day, and and such like that. And that that is a, a particularly when the pledge. The biggest thing about the pledge it was saying that people would not get drink alcohol, would not take illegal drugs, would not have sex outside of marriage, and other stuff like that. And asking the students to essentially, if they claim to be Christians, to behave like it. And that's the purpose of a pledge, is to say, yes, we're holding our own students, staff, and faculty to it. And part of you, what you really need to realize, too, is there, there was a big feminist lesbian movement in the early 80s, where there were lesbians on the faculty who were essentially pushing the King's College in certain directions, making things very difficult politically. And that that ended up being a major fight, which part of led to the falling apart of King's College because certain people were fired because they objected to what things were happening, like Samuel Barcott and others. And basically, it's we just see it as very tragic. Okay, I hear you. Thank you for talking with me. Sure. Uh, if you if you would please send me this recording um, yeah. after this call. All right. Very good. Very good. I, I wish you all well. And uh, if, if I, I really hope the publisher or 
whoever are the things makes the proper corrections and at least check out check out from people who know know things to fix the errors appropriately and even apologize for making them because unless they do that unless they're willing to do that i i think a lot of alumni are going to be fed up that we we object to being mischaracterized and even lied about okay all right thank you for letting me know thank you very much and uh, anytime i can answer any more of your questions let me know okay okay cool thank you gene very good bye